I'm pulling up the discussion points. From well, good evening once again. Welcome back to episode number two of Between Two Sheets. Are we still tentative, or are we settled I, on that? I think we locked it in, considering we're on multiple platforms now. This is a real thing. I have published it a number of places. Yeah. I'd be ashamed to go redo it's it. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> too we're late. Too, too far gone. Uh, Between Two Sheets, the Minot Curling Club podcast. We haven't decided if we're official or not yet. Uh, again, my name is Nolan Axton. Here uh, with you, along with Clay Feldner and Wesley Mason, the, the three buffoons of the curling club. Three hacks. The three hacks. The three hacks of Between Two Sheets. There we go. That's how we can do that. That uh, sounds good to me. Um, so episode one went pretty good, I would say. I know we got a couple of corrections that we wanted to get over. Um, but aside from that, everything seemed to go well. We got a fair amount of views. I know you guys have been keeping your eyes on some of the analytics of how this went. Yeah. And I mean, I will, I will say in terms of views for a podcast, we might be number one. Listens, I don't know. Well, you know what I meant. I don't it says the guy who dipped out about three minutes in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was confused for a second. And I was like, oh, he's being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's because I was making fun of him. It was. Yeah. That's, oh. I deserve that. Yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're live here from one of the open house Learn to Curls that we do to get the season going. Uh, good showing out there tonight, boys. Yeah, and because I'm uh, clearly always absent, would you say? Would you guys say this is the busiest one yet? Uh, we have the most people down here. Uh, there's not the most new curlers. Um, Tuesday was pretty low turnout, but that's kind of to be expected since there's no league that night. Um, and then Monday we had, uh, I think, about 15 newbies show up and then about the same amount of return curlers. So we had about 30 that night, and I think we got 35 tonight. Um, less than 10 new new curlers down here, though. So. Okay. And everyone seems to be having a good time out there. The ice is looking great. I know we talked about that quite a bit last week, too, uh, how good a shape the ice is in. I just, I'm kind of proud of the work we did. I think it looks great. It's a little slower this week than I was hoping for, but uh, that's probably just because I pebbled it. So, well, not tonight. You not did. Not tonight. I pebbled it tonight, yes. Um, yeah, so one thing we were going to do here, uh, we're still kind of ironing out the, the path of this podcast and how we're going to format things as we go week to week. Uh, one thing we were going to start with, though, was, was some corrections. And I know we had a couple of corrections to make uh, coming off of last week. The first one was we talked about being a, a 501c3, and I hope I got all those numbers and letters in the right order, uh, organization. Now, we, we have always been a nonprofit, but last year was the first year where we became a charitable nonprofit. Yes, um, and just for the, the extended history lesson, um, we've always been a nonprofit. For a while, we had a youth curling program. I, I think this was over 30 years ago, though. Um, they were a 501c3, so we used to have a, a subsidiary that was a 501c3, and now the parent organization, which is our only one now, is again. So. Yes, and we're actually looking at starting one up this January, too, looking for volunteers and getting that rolling again. So. Oh, yeah, he's talking about the, uh, a children's... Oh, um, the, the youth curling. Yeah, youth yes, curling. Yes, and that's what I mean. In the youth yep. curling league, we're looking to start that back up again. Yeah, that'll be something we'll have to touch on later on as we yeah. get closer closer to the day. Uh, but like, like Clay had mentioned, 100% we're looking for volunteers, always looking for volunteers for the events that we put on here. Uh, the more help we can get, the better, uh, especially when it comes to growing interest in the curling club here. Um, was there any other any other corrections that we needed to make from last week? 
Yeah, I wanted to say uh, Mowbray and Sons, um, they were involved in our condenser project. Uh, they did all of the high-pressure ammonia welding, um, and they were, it was kind of hard to find somebody to do that, and I uh, ended up getting turned on to them kind of at the last minute, and uh, that worked out really well. So I wanted to say, thank them as well. Yeah, yeah, huge shout-out to all the members of the community that helped with that. It was obviously a very big project for us in the off-season. Um, we got everything taken care of. Now the, the, the ice is rolling, the learning curls are rolling. We're heading into exhibitions next week. Clay, do you want to talk about... Uh, any of the registration stuff that we got going on? So, yeah, open or, uh, exhibition week next week for the way we're going to run this one is everybody shows up at 6.30. Your number one draw time, your, your first draw time of the night. What we'll do is we'll provide a short orientation for everybody. We'll go over some curling etiquette, some rules, something for new curlers, and answer any questions, and then we'll split out, we'll assign teams at the right after the orientation that day and then if uh, let's say your wednesday night where we have a pretty big turnout let's say we can't fit everybody onto the ice we'll do your registration we'll take payments during that downtime we're all going to curl four end games keep it a little brief here these games they're exhibition they don't count for your standings we're just going to use them as a tiebreaker randomly assigned but we're all going to get a little bit of curling in we'll get the registration all hammered out and then i won't have to bug you throughout the rest of the year which, Which, and I will miss the jokes, though. I really did like coming up for names to call people who didn't pay until the end. <laughs> Hanging posters on the wall at the shirt sleeve. Oh, passive-aggressive posters. They're my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'll still be a few out there. But, yeah, registration is open uh, currently. Um, let's hit on the fun spiel, too, because I think we're going to publish this episode soon. Um, so this Saturday, December 3rd, uh, the fun spiel will be be going on. We talked about that in the last episode. Learn to Curl starts at 10 o'clock, um, and then the tournament, the fun spiel part of it, will begin at about noon there. $10 to curl on it. It includes a lunch. I do have the lunch. The lunch is here already, so I know there'll be food, and uh, the fabulous prizes are on their way. So those are, are procured, too. Yeah, the lunch was delivered along with the new pizzas which we were surprised with last night i don't know if it was surprised with the delivery but i think it's the size of the pizzas do they fit in the pizza ovens i haven't tested the pizza ovens yet but they barely fit in the freezer yeah (laughs) no we don't have any sort of visual aid at what's going on with this podcast but we are we're situated on the the south side of the clubhouse here at the curling club and if we look to our left we have the freezer, which is a new freezer as well. We Our old one died on us last year. It so was tragic. Rest in peace to the old freezer. Awesome to have a new one in there. The lid is currently be held, currently being held down with a, with an extra chair. That's that's how much and how... That's how much pizza's in there. That's well, how much pizza, breadsticks, and... Yeah, it was the breadsticks that did it over. Yeah. So they're going to be a little flatter. But uh, we got them all in the freezer. So. We should have just left them on the ice, but uh, once I carry them up the stairs, I'm not going to take them back, them back so, down. No, no, he's got to show up to the curling night so we can get rid of some of these breadsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the fun spiel. And that is December the 3rd. Yeah. We, December we always 3rd start these things and nobody has a calendar open. December 3rd at 10 a.m., show up. Have some breadsticks. Have some breadsticks. And uh, curl. The main part curl. of that is curly, not just yeah. the breadsticks. Oh, I want to. I want to plug since we're talking about events and stuff. Um, if people are listening and your your work or yourself um, or, or you got some buddies that are coming into town, we do host rentals um, as well. So you know, if it's a, a social club that's going to rent the club, uh, where prices start at two hundred and fifty. 
um, those are pretty fun events. We do them anywhere from like 10 to 100 people, you know. Yeah, and if you have a, an idea of what weekend you want to pick, we do have a schedule of events up on our website. Mm -hmm. We got the website with the calendar published on there. You can go see all the nights we're doing stuff. That is MyNotCurling.com. <laughs> MyNotCurling.com. <laughs> Always got to plug the website so people know where to go. And you can find the podcast there as well. So uh, that's one place to find us as well as many other platforms. That's kind of another exciting thing. Well, I guess we'll touch on that real quick before we get into what we were going to talk about tonight. Uh, Wes did a lot of work over the past week uh, after episode one of publishing this to multiple platforms. Do you got it got, it got exciting that? as we were, as we added it to one and then I saw people downloading it. I was like, well, well, I gotta, I gotta get this out here. You know, so I start looking and, uh, I, I think we're on like eight platforms or something now. Some of them are like Deezer, Stitcher. Um, I want to say we're on iHeart. I want to say we're on Spotify. I, I want to say we're on Apple Podcasts. Some of them have waiting periods in them where, like, you add it and they have to verify it. So so bear with us if uh, you're trying to find us on uh, a major platform. Hopefully we'll get on all of them soon. We have made it to Pandora. I did take a peek and I actually subscribed Perfect. to the podcast. Uh, so we are available on Pandora for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose now that we're on real platforms, uh, uh, like us, rate us, and review, you know? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Five stars. Five stars. Exactly. Thumbs up that. Um so we were going to talk a little bit about uh, some curling etiquette this evening, uh, being that the season is just starting. Obviously, curling. We, we mentioned it last week. There's a lot of weird nuances with this game. A lot of things. It's it's kind of like golf on ice, but not related to golf whatsoever, as far as how the sport is played. But a lot of the etiquette kind of follows the game of golf in a way, where it's goofy, unspoken, and you kind of just wander around like you're lost the whole time. A little. That sounds like completely. Golf. Yeah, yeah, that's how I golf. Yes. I, I'm yes. definitely in the trees most of the time, and there's not many trees in North Dakota. Yeah, I was about to say that, too. If you're in the trees down here, you're really yeah. doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's how I golf. A lot like I curl. My, you put a little curl on the stone, my, my golf ball does the same thing off the tee box. It just it goes the opposite way. So, uh, But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of points to make about curling etiquette, and I know we had a couple of pet peeves each that we wanted to talk about. Is there anything so, we want to touch on that's just generic? Well, yeah, let's with? just start out. Wes, Wes, what's what's your number one pet peeve in curling? I well, you, This is loaded. Oh, yeah. uh, my, <laughs> my number one pet peeve, um, and, and, and etiquette, if I was uh, actually uh, going to pass something on to someone uh, new or, or maybe that's been with it a while that would like to improve, um, sometimes when you walk around in the curling club, you'll look down and you'll see a little kind of you know, not sheen spot, it'll be like matte colored and you can see the pebbles wore off of it. And uh, if you, you go out there a while, you'll you'll realize that those little spots, usually they're around the hog line, um, that is from someone's knee. So when you come out of the hack and you do your slide and you kind of come to a stop wherever you come to a stop and you're sitting there watching your shot, um, you know, and you're not Rachel Holman or a, a Gushy, you know, so your your knee is touching the ice while you're waiting. Gushy, that's, that's Gushy, Gushy. Yeah, come on. Ah, Newfoundland's finest. This is a club podcast. <laughs> um, so, so they'll be sitting there watching their shot go, you know, as it goes all the way down the ice, which uh, I know from timing them takes 30 seconds or more usually. Um, so, so that you get done, you'll have this little knee spot. And uh, I, I call them dick spots because uh, we had a, a, a curler um, named Dick who uh, he always leaves them <laughs> in the ice. Um so I, I call them dick spots. It is uh, a funny name for it, but uh, that is probably, I see people doing that, and I'm like, oh, God. I go like, well, if you're old enough to draw on Social Security, I'm not going to go over there and say anything to you. But uh, <laughs> if you're under that age, I'll probably mention it. Be like, hey, when you're done, why don't you stand up and watch your shot? You know, yeah. like you don't, don't need to be kneeling on the ice, taking all the pebble off in the middle. 
So if you are a member and you do uh, do listen to the pod, and you, anyone's giving you a flack for leaving dick spots, it's got nothing to do with male anatomy. It, it is a yeah, former it's, member. It's especially cold <laughs> out on the ice. I don't think we have to worry about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a little bit of science behind that, too. I mean, curling ice is typically a softer ice, so it does melt fairly quick. It's not so, as hard as hockey ice. Yeah, whether, whether it's a knee um, or a hand, you definitely don't want to be putting any sort of heat down on that ice because you will leave those matte spots and it does affect the plane surface uh yeah not a fair amount but if there's a if there's a lot of them out there yep. that can really come into play in, in a game uh, yeah and also on that uh if you're thinking about switching to a steel slider uh if you switch to a steel slider you have to pre-cool them you cannot just walk onto the ice with a steel slider you will melt a huge ring in the curling club surface are, so. are you speaking from experience i am speaking from experience because i got a steel slider and i have been guilty of that i have not made it into the play area but i've definitely left some big rings by the hack but the hacks. so uh continuing on with pet peeves and a little bit of curling etiquette clay uh will we'll lead you, you know to what? the next I, one i got a more lighthearted one and it, it it's it's really before the game even starts it, it comes to i mean everybody knows it starts the game you have to you do a coin flip you have to pick you have to pick the color of your rocks but there's one other important part in this that we're forgetting, and it's what side of the sheet your beverages go on. Now, at the club, we have specifically colored beverage holders, and they correspond with rock colors. Those all match now. And they all match. They all match now. That's new this year. Yeah. And, but even before, they more or less matched. And if you pick the color of rock that does not match with your beverage holder, I, my game's ruined for the day, pretty much. I can't handle it. So if you want to throw Clay off his game, that's just throw throw your beverage over on the wrong side. But also you're at risk of it of the, the other team consuming it. So that is true. I, I think I mean, you're, I think you're it's playing mine. with fire there. Yeah. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Um I just gotta jump I gotta jump on the color there. One of my pet peeves is people wasting time in the middle of a game to move the rocks from one side to the other because somebody started putting away like so you put started putting the red rocks where the yellow rock sticker is and you're in the middle of a game. So it's like, well, it's N3. because they messed up it's the about, beverage. It's like, N, well, you'll be on the far end or down here. And I'm like, why do we have to take a minute to move these rocks over to the other side when like we could just throw them all? They're all coming back. They're all they're coming all back coming to back. the other side. We can we can get over this hurdle, guys. Yeah, yeah that's uh, I, I've seen that a couple of times, too. And it's, it's like, they're, they're all moving. Uh, and the same with people that organize them in num- uh, numerical order. Oh, it's I don't. Like, why waste your time? Why waste your time? Why waste your time? And I'm taking I'm taking a big old stab at one of our teammates, Clay by saying this because he does it every time and i'll go out of my way just to mix them up to, to make them mad <laughs> yeah, yeah but th- there's no need to do it in the first place if you if you're the lead you're throwing one and two stones yeah if one's beside four that is okay yeah it's still number one you don't have to throw top to bottom um i guess my oh, pet, yeah yours my pet peeve would uh, it's where you stand on the ice when the other team is delivering their stone body positioning is a huge pet peeve of mine in the game of curling if I'm down in the hack and you're standing right behind me while I'm cleaning my rock and getting ready to, to throw, it drives me up the wall. Well, that's the it, best view in the house. It's not. It's That's not the place you want to be. You're liable to get hit with a broom. <laughs> um, well, 
we were talking, we were teaching that guy Sydney last night, and uh, we were chatting about sweepers doing that same kind of thing. You know, yeah. not standing behind them in the in the hack, but uh, like when sweepers are out there chatting in like the middle of the ice, they'll be down there in dead center on the ice. Two of them standing, like one on each sweeping line, chatting with each other. And maybe, you know, maybe if you're lucky, they're the sweepers for the rock that's about to come out. So you're like, okay, well, you should be somewhere on the sheet. You know, and it's like, could you guys move? Because I'm yeah. trying to give him a call, you know. Like, if, if you're within six inches of the sweeping line while someone's trying to deliver a stone, you are not in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. You need to move. And that's you know, why that's why you have the rubber on the boards. That's go stand there, hide behind a pillar. You know, knowing our team, I mean, these teams would be so lucky. I mean, at least their sweepers are on the sheet in the general vicinity <laughs> of the sheet go. when yeah. you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Does that get I you mean, to one of your your, your points? I, I no, no. It's just to be expected. I mean, if if my if 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 our sweepers are actually on the ring standing on the ice standing on the, standing ice. on the ice <laughs> at some point when we're ready to shoot it's a plus for us yeah. because like your sheet they're in the bathroom or just the any time. sheet of ice like you're curling on two and they're standing on three and you're like well at least they're here you know yeah yeah it's, I, I think i give give our team more flack than anything or than any other team on the ice really i, I grew up curling a very traditional way i was i was taught the hard way so well, it was uphill or Canadian sheets, uphill natural ice. Yeah. Yeah. We just went down to the slough. We carried it up in five gallon buckets. No, we, we had an artificial ice surface. But yeah, body positioning, that would be my biggest one. Uh, and it's the same with uh, when you're calling a shot late in the game, if, if it's skip stones, it's nice to have your teammates input, but not everybody needs to be standing behind the back line either. I mean, that's just yeah. Once or twice a game, you know, you got a big shot. Yeah, go go take your your powwow on it. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, but that's if it's one of those like, unwritten rules that isn't very well known, though. I it it's like it's it, yeah. It's, it's like one of those tricky golf ones that not everybody knows, but you're not really supposed to do it. It's an etiquette. It's thing, an right? etiquette. It's one. It's 100 percent an etiquette thing. Um, one thing I it just kind of clicked into mind too. The pace of play. A lot of people don't know that curling actually has a clock. It's not an untimed sport. If you get into a big spiel or something like that, you're going to be timed. You only have so yeah. long to deliver your stones and make your shots. So pace of play is another thing that uh, that kind of gets me going a little bit, too, is people that like to linger a little longer than they need to or take a little longer to get their stones ready or sort the stones or move them from side yeah, to side. Yeah, well, if, you're, you're if you got downtime stickers. you're doing that stuff, it's fine. But it's like uh, it's the person who's about to shoot. So when you're, like, alternating to shoot, you know, after that other person leaves the hack, I mean, you can grab your rock and get ready. Like, when I'm doing skip stones down there and a skip comes out of the hack, I, like, as soon as they hit the hog line, I tap my broom to hit the rock over, you know, and then I start getting set. So. Getting it all ready, yeah, because that's going to be the longest portion of the game is the skip stones, obviously, because they're down there thinking about what they want to do but yeah uh, yeah just just being ready to go yeah that's why i like standing right behind the person throwing and that's <laughs> yeah see that's and that's why we're on the same team because then i'm not mad at you for it um what, what's your guys' thoughts on on cell phones on the ice yeah i, I don't i the only thing with my cell phone is I forget it in like my sweatshirt pocket, and then I'll slide out and it'll, it'll go clattering down the ice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the fastest thing on ice is a cell phone. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? I don't care if anybody has their cell phone. I have it out there to take pictures and stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, pictures uh, it's like if you're like on the that, phone. If you're taking well, phone you're, calls and sending yeah. text messages yeah. when it's your turn to just, throw. Just keep it in your pants for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just like regular. Like, that's yeah, just, yeah. That's just yeah like if you're at the yeah, bank yeah, or yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know if that's curling ones. All right. Sorry, sorry. Maybe I'm just old school at that point. Um, any other etiquette things you guys want to touch on as far as what's a little proper or what's some things people might not know about? 
So when you guys curl, yeah. how I how I was taught, and I'm I'm from Bemidji, Minnesota. So oh, you're going to talk like about it. hand signals. Not hand signals. Not going to talk about hand signals because I actually won that one. No, um, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to talk about hand signals. <laughs> we will. Um, what I want to say was the flip. You talked about pick and rock colors. The yeah. way I do it is like you flip for who gets hammer, you know, and if you win hammer, the other team gets to pick rock colors. So if you lose the flip, you get to pick the rock colors. That's how you guys do it, right? Yeah, but that's how. Well. Here I, we, under- we have a colored coin, I understand but. that there is that you get the choice of the rock color. I'm just saying you're a dick if you choose the wrong color. I'm maybe it's on you maybe for being so specific then. about yeah. the cup. No, it might be. It's my it's my pet peeve. I get it. But no, that's 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 how I was taught. If if yeah, losers you lose the drop. Yeah. yeah, if you lose the flip, you get to pick well, your colors. Though. I only do yeah. it because the yellow rocks are faster, and I don't like pushing as hard. Everybody knows that. Yellow rocks uh, are quicker than the red ones. The, the paint slider, yeah. It's yeah, well, and I'll be honest, too. I can actually see them better across the ice because their circles <laughs> are red, you know, half of them are. And so the yellow ones stand out easier. That's why I would All right, all right, all right. Um, one of my pet peeves, I guess, I should say another thing that's brought up, um, when it comes down to measuring stones. Yeah. People that measure with a broom. A broom head. They use a broom head to measure. I got chewed out for that. Yeah, and uh, I don't do it anymore. It's there's, we're not professional ice makers here. I mean, it's all volunteer work that we do. Uh, so obviously, it doesn't mean our circles are going to be 100% accurate every single year. So if you measure no. with a broom head, you might not be right. No. Absolutely. Well, I, I think actually the the rule in the the curling handbook is you can't measure with any device. Outside, you know, of, the measuring outside of the measuring stick, and right. that only comes out after all the rocks have been thrown. Right. You know, so like when you're debating, is this one closer than that one? No, you don't ever break and measure those rocks. You just no, have to guess. No, are you that's, 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 that's part of the sport. Yeah. Is are you saying which you one's closer? You shouldn't. Like you can't. Or are you saying? I'm saying it's, it's just a, it's, not very accurate. It's, I'm saying both. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, one, well, it's not accurate yeah. because the circles aren't perfectly round, and then two, you know, it's it's actually against the rules. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, not, no, I did not know I've that never, was actually I've, against I've, Chew anybody out about it? I uh, I got chewed out one time for it, um, and I was I was humbled because I did not know that rule <laughs> that I was supposed to. I uh, <laughs> I typically typically bite my tongue when it comes to things like that because we do have a lot of new yeah, and I do, and well. that's like anything we but mentioned here tonight. I typically bite my tongue. Yeah, and, none of them. I don't lay awake at night thinking about them. So uh, I can't say I don't. Well, I, there's been a couple the, of times I got a few. Uh, you get a real big dick spot. You yeah, know. you're thinking about. <laughs> you're thinking about it. How do I you're thinking about You can't just take a cup of hot water out there like you can on a, on a hockey rink or something like that, but. Um, yeah, that was, I guess that was one that just popped into my head. Uh, all friendly reminders. Like we said, we're not chewing anybody out. We're not, well, we did, well, we did we, target Cameron we, Stone. We, we target Cameron Stone bit. and clearly Dick, but yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of that, yeah, we are at 22 That's, minutes, I by the way, for our time. We I know, I know, unless there. we, unless we clip out some of the, the chaff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on that, that, was a quick 20 minutes that flew by. Oh, well, we can talk about hand signals for a second. And, oh, and discuss we got how West is clearly wrong. So, again, yes, I'm from Minnesota. And uh, in Minnesota, you when you call a shot, you point the direction you want the rock to go. I, I can confidently say that no. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to even argue logic on this one other than just to say Wes is wrong. That's just not how it's traditionally <laughs> done. I'm not saying it makes sense the other way. I'm just saying that's not how it's done. I uh, the first time I came to a, uh, open curl here was the first time that I had ever learned that, and I didn't know if that was an American thing. 
I, I grew up in Canada, so. It's North Dakota follows Canada. The most of the rest of the country, I believe, and if someone's more knowledgeable, correct me. Um, does it the Minnesota way, where you point the way you want the rock? And there's to go. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're taught that way, that's the way you learn to do it, and it's the way you want to teach to do it. Well, half the time you don't even like once you curl with people a year or two, you don't even gesture. You know, you know unless yeah, it's confusing. You know you're like, yeah. I want it here, and then you just stick your broom out, and they're like, all right, I'll toss it that way. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'll be honest, like, I think Wes's way makes more sense, but that doesn't mean he's right. Well, the, uh, the one thing I will say about the, the North Dakota Canada method is it makes sense for when you're learning to set the handle because you point the handle at their hand and then you, you know, go opposite of it. And like that, that's one tidbit that you can wrap your head around. But I still think it makes more sense to point where you want the thing to go. You know, it's right. like, hey, you want to turn right? I'm going to gesture to the right. I mean, I always describe it to new curlers. As think, I mean, kind of going on a limb here. Do you know what a curveball is? Do you know what a slider is? it to baseball i mean when you when you throw a curveball you want the seams going a certain way that's the direction the ball is going to go in curling it's the same thing just visualize it if you want it to curl to the left you spin it to the left i i don't know how else See, to put it <laughs> this is not a curly one but it's like that righty tighty lefty loosey like, yeah well you can go right over the top or right over the around the bottom you know and like I know, so for me it's always clockwise or counterclockwise. Like, yeah, and, and I say, and I end up saying that. <laughs> like you're like visualizing. Do I really like, need to uh... explain righty tidy lefty Lucy? And yes, yes we do. For me, all the do. time. <laughs> so, I guess the way that I always thought about it was because I'm backwards of the way that you were taught. Mm. Is the end of the handle gets pointed towards the hand? So if I'm, and again we have no visual aid for a podcast, obviously. Uh, but if I'm standing, I want an outturn. Yeah. You're going to turn that handle outside of your body, which is going to point, the end of that handle is going to point towards their hand at that point. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's all brain games there, I guess. Yeah, it's like you like point towards their hand, and I'm like, it's in their you, hand. You can, yeah, <laughs> like you can towards, towards, towards the skip's hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. want the end of the handle to point towards skip's hand. Yeah, when you're Canadian, man. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's yeah. when you're teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. new people. That's, that's, that's how, you, how, that's how you're going to get it across. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess real quick, should we go over how many people we have registered? Yeah, yeah let's do that. We're at 25 minutes. Let's, uh, 25 let's minutes. I'll get through this. So right now, for our Monday Night League, I think we're in at about 11 to 12 teams with um, a couple more registered today. Wednesday, we are already at 22. So we are. That's full. That is a full league night with yeah, a couple of buys already. We got to cap that league now. I think we talked about that at a board yeah. meeting a couple of years back. Yeah, there's too many buys. Pretty yep. pretty close to capping Wednesday. And then Thursday, um, I believe we have 11. So, yeah, and if spots left Monday if you, and Thursday. Yeah, and if you're listening and you want to curl Wednesday, register and then make sure you talk to us, and then we, we might have somebody drop out. You could get that first spot. So Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then anything regarding dues and when they are due? Well, first of all, team registration. We mentioned the fun spiel happening this Saturday, the 3rd. We're going to be concluding registration that the end of that day maybe the next day if you let us know but we need to make schedules right away so concluding team registration at the end of this week and then dues will be we'll be taking them during week one exhibition if there's any issues contact us but we expect everybody to pay pay it up at the end of the week yeah we'll be here with the laptop every night uh you know we take cash we take check we take credit card um what else there? Oh, for schedules too, I would say probably expect your schedule the following week after exhibition. Probably release it the Sunday the we, before week the two. The weekend before week two. Yeah. The, the games count. All right. Well, no, I'm, a, I'm excited for the 
for the season to get going here. Um, and obviously, if, if you have any questions or anything, you can direct it to minocurling at gmail.com. Exactly, minocurling.com. Or ask if you're down at the club, just find one of the board members and show oh. them to see if they have anything. And one more plug on the website. If you're not getting our emails for the Curling Club with updates, if you don't have social media, there is this handy little link where you can sign up and get it on our newsletter, and then you actually get up-to-date things um i know this it's not public i found it wasn't public knowledge because my own wife signed up for a curling team and she did not know about this so yeah we were just talking to in the uh, event you managed to hang on this long through our podcast um please sign up for a mailing if, list if you didn't get offended by our <laughs> curling etiquette talk <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> maybe maybe a little um, um so if you go to mynotcurling.com um and you look at our little menu tree there there is a button that says add me to mailing list you click on that and then there's a short form we only need your email address if you want to put your name in there that's great um yeah and then just hit subscribe and you should be on that uh check your spam filters we use the free service so it gets caught in a lot of spam filters, but they'll look like they're coming from me or Clay or somebody at the might not curly net Gmail. Right on, right on. Well, um, you think it's about time to wrap this up then? I th- we went a little longer than we, we had planned to do. Uh, one thing I wanted to add in to this, though, is I, if anybody has any ideas or topics that they'd like us to discuss here on the podcast, feel free to comment or on the web uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. or if you follow it on anything else, just send us, uh, send us a note. Again, remember to rate and review it. If we're doing a good job, give us five stars. If not, uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> or if you have any questions or anything, shoot us an email as well. We'll all see them, and we can have further topics for a later date in, in the podcast. Next week, the drag effect. Next week, the drag effect. We're going to get right into the science of curling. Why don't we talk about scratching the ice with the brooms, too, then? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get real scientific real fast. Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap things up here for the evening, then. Uh, again, thanks, Wes and Clay. It was fun. It was good. Anything you guys would like to add before we sign off? Nope. All right. Well, this has been Between Two Sheets. Uh, Join us again next week for episode number three. Bye.